The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I'm Michael Admire, and for Mr. Sound Off, John Sears. Murph, you've been here since 7.30 this morning. You going to make it? Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. All right, alongside Michael Admire, I'm Keith Murphy, Mr. Sound Off. John Sears does have the night off. Yeah, been a, been a long day here, a lot of work, but you, uh, you've put in a long couple of days too. I saw you working a little news assignment last yeah, night. Yeah, I, I switched over, put on the news hat last night. Uh, we had uh, many of our news reporters were involved in the flooding. Mm -hmm. They got stuck in flooding, so couldn't make it in. I was already hanging out. Sports became secondary and uh, we just went and found some some water which it was not hard was not hard to find water it certainly wasn't if you're on our street uh, sound off at 515-282-9010 big news tonight lebron james joins the lakers but that's really not the talk here in iowa no we're all coping with the tragic death of the cot man larry cotler cotler died last night when he was swept away by flash flooding sound off with thoughts on larry at 515-282 90-10. Larry Kotler greeted everyone with a big smile and a warm hello. He was happy. Happy at work, happy in life. And it's clear, Cotman got it right. The tributes keep coming. Kotler was voice of the Bulldogs, talk show host, even author. But that's not the first thing friends and colleagues recalled. They said Larry was nice, a good guy. Larry treated a barnstormer's bench warmer the same as he did Dick Vitale. In Kotler country, everyone deserved kindness. That's civility too often lacking in our increasingly polarized world. Larry did not have a luxurious lifestyle. He worked long hours, logged thousands of miles, often for low pay. Larry did it for love of the game and never complained. Jobs would go away, but Cotman would not. He'd find another one, do whatever it took to turn on that microphone and welcome another big name from the biggest Rolodex in sports. He was a cool host in a hot take world. You know how Larry spent one of his final days? Umpiring a high school doubleheader in 100 degree heat. He loved being around sports, any sports, not just marquee events. Recently, Larry battled prostate cancer, but he did not hide it. He smiled on his way to surgery and gave a thumbs up. Then when he saw friends of a certain age, like me, he urged us to get a screening. Larry Kotler died too soon in heartbreaking fashion. We feel for Larry's wife, Deb, and their grieving family. We're thankful for Larry's 66 years and the lesson he left behind.
be nice. Well said, Murph. Uh, originally, I planned on doing some silly piece about searching for the Cyclones helmet cart, but plans changed like Saturday night when sports became secondary. All of a sudden, I was covering a deadly flash flood. So I watched the news like you all, like it's a TV show. I'm enthralled by major events. I seek information, and frankly, I just want to see what happens. But I learned something last night by being a newsman. The warnings are real. Turn around. Don't drown. When thunder roars, go indoors. Listen to the police, fire department, waterworks. These men and women aren't trying to come up with the next hot take. My photographer and I were never in immediate danger, but at one point we were walking across a parking lot where water was just up to our shins. Ten minutes later, it was mid-thigh. Water rises quickly. Tonight, we're all mourning the loss of Larry Kotler. It's unexplainable, it's unfair, and most tragic, it's real. It is, it is hard to believe, and it is hard to believe some of the sights and sounds last night. As you know, I'm on one of the streets, uh, Makokan and Germania there, where it, it turned into a river. I mean, we had cars being moved, just floated into the neighbor's yards. And we were just a few blocks away from you guys where we went, and th there's that image right there of a car stacked on top of another car. Uh, just what Mother Nature can do at times. It is frightening uh, and a... A, a severe warning to us just to be safe. Yeah, and I, I like that you mentioned the police department, the firefighters, uh, even the, the people who bring the power and electricity and get it back on, Mid-American. They worked so hard and all night, first responders. They did a terrific job. There was a lot of danger out there. And, and last I knew, there was only the one reported fatality, which is remarkable when you see some of these images. Um, it's just the one fatality is somebody we know well, Larry Kotler. So it's, it's really brought it home um, how quickly things can change. Yeah, of course. I mean, there, there's no ideal way to report on someone losing their life when you know, when you know the person that has, has left this earth. Yeah. It is, uh, it's, it's it, hard. You don't know how to find the word sometimes, and that's why we kind of handed it over to a, a lot of the other guys today too. And they did a terrific job Absolutely. and we appreciate them talking uh, to you, talking to us. John is in Des Moines uh, remembering Larry Kotler tonight, the hard to believe late Larry Kotler. John, your thoughts? Yeah, can you hear me guys? Yes. Yeah, um, wow, it was just a huge shock. I, I remember Larry and Mike Newell when they started that show back in the mid 80s. I remember on uh, Saturday afternoons they were pretty uh, informal, and they would be on for two, three hours. This was not necessarily post-basketball or football games. It was a Saturday afternoon. The WHO was filling up uh, the radio time, and it was a different time, and it was less formal. And Larry and Mike, I used to listen to them doing uh, chores around the house. Uh, sometimes I had to work, and... And uh, I had the good fortune to meet Larry and watch a couple of ball games with him. Him and Bill up uh, at the Nosh up there on 63rd, uh, the sandwich place up on 63rd. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I ran into him uh, just this last year, and we had a nice conversation. And I, I'm a musician, played up there at the Temple a few times, and uh, ate dinner with him and his wife. Uh, 
time or two up there, and we discussed his uh, travels to Vegas and St. Louis and uh, Zabel and various things. And, uh, you know, he was always a very personable, very professional, uh, and what a great sense of humor. He could cut up with the best of them. Oh, he could. He could. Thank you very much, John. Uh, we are limited on time and need to move along. And he and Larry Cotler had a glorious mustache. Oh, my gosh. I think and it's an inspiration for Billy the Barnstormer. <laughs> might, might be. <laughs> uh, it is time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny Ref Judges, Ed and Waukee, says national champion distance runner Shelby Houlihan of Sioux City looks like Channel 13 sportscaster and tonight's co-host, Michael Admire. Tiny Ref? Okay. I, I, I was actually... I just, can see this. I can yeah. see it, too. She tiny actually, tough. She kind of looks a little bit like my sister. I see. She, have you, see? You know my sister. Yeah, yeah they yeah. kind of have some... Yeah. Uh, Brent, <laughs> Brent Bloom of Bondurant says, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver looks like a two-iron. Tiny Ref? <laughs> what? Man, tough. Tiny Ref, tough. Guys, tonight for What's Bugging Andy, it's viewer discretion advised. What? Oh, too late. What? It's coming up next. That's Houndall13 on Twitter. JT the Nut writes, I wish Larry Kotler could see all the people he touched. Sincerest sympathies for Deb and Zachary. It's been quite an outpouring. Not everything this week was sad and serious. No, some of it was just silly and maybe another word that starts with an S. That's what's bugging Andy. A word of caution, just in case my kids are watching this right now. Daddy's going to say a bad word here, kids, so cover your ears. Ready? Stupid. I'm not supposed to say that word at home, but there are times when a so-called bad word just fits, and this is one of those times. We sports fans get stupid, and getting stupid is one of the key elements to a sports rivalry. In fact, if we don't get, talk, or act stupid about a rivalry, well, then it really isn't a rivalry. And here are a couple of examples. An amateur social media site called Mission College Football put together an NCAA tournament-style bracket to find America's best college football stadium. Now, in the first round, it's Kinnick Stadium versus Jack Trice Stadium. <laughs> Did Cyhawk fans have fun with that? Mm, eh. Did they get stupid over it? The very suggestion that one might be compared to the other, accusations of intentional trolling, personal insults, outright anger. This is a Twitter poll meant to pass the time of the offseason. It got stupid. Then, a day later, a social media post from a Hawkeye fan working for Manat's Construction claimed he buried an Iowa flag under the new asphalt he was installing in the Hilton Coliseum parking lot because, quote, this is Hawkeye country, unquote. You don't bury a flag, you plant one. And Hilton Coliseum, the Hawkeyes haven't had a good time there since the flip phone. That's a stupid gesture, and the only reason it came close to working 
is because some Cyclone fans got stupid in their response to it. They wanted the guy fired. You don't get all mad at that. You say something like, good, now I've got a, even more reason to take a leak in the parking lot uh, rather than wait in line for the Kaibo while I'm tailgating. But fans got stupid. Stupid in their delight, stupid in their defeat. And while my kids won't like the way that sounds, I'm telling you here, all right? It's actually a good thing because it means the Cyhawk rivalry is alive and well, even in the depths of the offseason. It's good and stupid. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. All right, thank you, stupid. Uh, best NASCAR finish of the season today. Rubbins racing between Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson at Chicagoland Speedway. Kyle Busch pushes last and gets the checkers. How about that? That's how it should be done. When we come back, Who's in Your Five features toys these two drivers would definitely enjoy. Who's in your five awesome 70s sports toys? Michael, you are too young to experience the joy of these incredible toys. Only by, by about 20 years. Yeah, but number five, Stretch Armstrong. I've heard of it, yeah. yeah until your dog took to Stretch, uh, <laughs> he was fun. It was, it was kind of like a workout. Number four, the Evil Knievel stunt cycle. I crashed this thing all over the house until it broke, which was on day two. My dad loved Evil Knievel. He oh, loved that toy. Oh, that's a good <laughs> toy right there. Electric football. Now, Michael, you may have been some hot shot high school quarterback, <laughs> but did you right. ever try to complete a pass with a football made of cotton? Not once. It, yeah, things changed in yeah. the 70s to 90s. Yeah, yeah keep your Madden. Look at that. <laughs> uh, number two, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I mean, you could knock someone's block off. <laughs> Can you imagine the fun of that? That, yes, these seem so fun. Super Toe ranks number one, the greatest kicker in the history of football. What? I once, yes, I once made a field goal over a couch, a coffee table, and a lazy boy recliner. Ooh. Yeah. You claim to fame. Yeah, yeah. You can pick that up on eBay, by the way, for about 85 bucks. A lot of those toys are either, you know, you can find them or they're kind of making a comeback. The Rock'em Sock'em, they're in like every, Not they're kind of like a craft, uh, cool thing to get at like a bar. Should have never, never gone out of fashion. Yeah. Uh, let's take another call here from Dean in Altoona. Dean, uh, remembering Larry Kotler, the cop man tonight. Yeah, it, I shouldn't be saying good evening, but I will. Yeah, Kotler and I, we umpired several high school games together. And I was floored when I heard it this morning because I had, Damage course here now too. We had 17 water, but I was just totally floored and had to sit down. I couldn't believe Cot was gone. Even the last Barnstormer game, Brenda and I went up to the press box, and he was so concerned because we put our dog down, and he comforted Brenda so much. He was just a super nice guy. That's I know you're showing it, pictures yeah. of yeah, you, you're showing pictures of dogs. I know in between games, we sat there and we ate potato chips together. We was talking about Doff and how he um, was given interviews. Because I asked him, I said, how do you give interviews to sports folks? And he says, I just sat there and we, we talked. And we talked about facts. And he, he did mention that there's so many um, people out there that give interviews. They try to... Uh, 
I don't know what the right word is. Steer uh, the conversation? Well, bring up false facts. Oh, okay. And just to get ratings or something like that. Sure. I never did that. All right. Well, thank you. He was a straight guy. Yes, he was. He's a very nice man, and he will be missed. Thank you for your call tonight. He mentioned the Barnstormers. The Barnstormers are one win from their first championship. Who's this guy on the left at the gray shirt? I have no idea. That should be a story for next week, finding this guy, because I think he was just a dude from the stands. He sat He sat in front of us. Did he? So he legitimately was just coming yes. from the stands? I think oh, he, did. Awesome. he did. He yeah, did. That is how you celebrate. Yeah, right let, let us know. Uh, they're going to try for their first championship, and they worked their way into face-off. I don't know if the guy in the beard will be in face-off. Start off at WHOTV.com from Al Setka, former radio colleague of Larry Kotler's at WHO Radio. All of Iowa lost a friend in Larry Kotler. He touched so many lives for so many years. Larry's kindness and sincerity went well beyond sports broadcasting. We all should reflect on Larry's passion for his profession, his love of life, and unwavering perseverance. That's the legacy Larry leaves behind, and we are all better for it. It's now time for Face Off, where we catch you up on a few hot topics of the past week. It turns out Hawkeye wrestler Sam Stoll did not accidentally shoot himself. A friend accidentally shot him. Uh, that's what police say. If you survive an accidental shooting of any kind, it might be time to take that new lease on life and stop goofing with guns. Breach. You and I covered Liang Chao at, last Olymp- at the last Olympic trials. Right. I doubt we get to cover him again at the next one. He'll be coaching China. Chow's from China, so I get it, but I'd rather see him coaching Team USA. I think we need Chow now more than ever. He's still coaching gymnast here too, though, right? Yeah, he, he is. Okay. He says he'll keep training future champions here too, but he, he may need a twin. That's a lot of work. Twin Chows? Twin Chows, yeah. Double the laughs. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? That was great. Uh, there are no words Cyclone fans want to hear less than Longhorn Network. Why will this happen again? Television money. Uh, have to take the bad with the good, and this is bad for many fans, so plan accordingly mid-November. Only six teams in the Indoor Football League. Just one can win the championship. 23 years of Barnstormers football. This has to be the year. This is the year. The championship game is in Des Moines at Wells Fargo Arena. Head coach Dixie Wooten is so amped up for this game. Dixie may come out in full pads. It feels like title time. (laughs) He's fussing. Yeah. And finally, not to make it worse for you, but has your wife figured out why you won a charity auction for an autographed Fred Lynn jersey? I don't even get it, Michael. I don't collect memorabilia. You've been to my house. I don't collect memorabilia, but I saw the jersey. Suddenly I was a kid again in Vermont during the summer of 75. Basically, I lost my mind. I've been saying that for years. That wasn't nice. <laughs> Over under, Dixie's. Overrated, Dixie Di- chicks. Uh, I love Dixie Wooten. Underrated, Dixie Wooten. Underrated, Dixie Wooten, yeah. Uh, Gosh. He is a stud. Yeah, uh, Dixie is fantastic. Um, we went over on Friday. Was it Friday afternoon or Thursday? Anyway, early or late last week. Yeah, you mic'd him up. Mic'd him up, and uh, he said he was going to be G-rated Dixie Wooten. 
Yeah, how'd he, that go? He had a dial, he said he had to dial it back. He did he did pretty well, but he, the players made fun of him the entire practice. Did they did they feel they like felt Dixie uncomfortable? Was pretending a little bit? Yeah, they're they're like, come on, get into us, coach. What are you all getting all, get all soft start, on us? Start fussing. <laughs> start start fussing. fussing. Yeah, and uh, we called that a Dixie unplugged. And and Dan Winters asked, why is it called unplugged if he's wearing a microphone? It's not like he's doing an acoustic set. Dang it, Dan. I know. Dan That's Winters a really good point. is so smart. Yeah. He's so smart. We'll, we'll uh, workshop a new name for Yeah, we'll come up with something like Dixie Wired. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, John Sears, Mr. Soundoff, is back next week, and we hope you are too. Tonight's show is dedicated to the memory of our friend and colleague, Larry Kotler. Larry was unfailingly positive, energetic, enthusiastic. Um, the amazing thing with Larry is I, I swear he never had a bad day, or he never let you think he had a bad day. He was a person who was a people person, uh, loved being around people, loved talking to people. And he had the gift for that, which was why he was in the perfect business for him. He had an infectious smile that he would go around to every single person and uh, always make sure to say hello and to talk to them. And uh, I, I think, I think there will be a lot of people that, that feel a little absent uh, without seeing Larry Kotler not only in the days to come, the weeks to come, but the years to come as well. Larry and I are rooming together. Man, we talk from from sun up until sundown. Many times, Larry and I are talking, we talk each other to sleep. And we would fall asleep in the room telling stories. It was, it was a wonderful time. It was a magical time. I, I never had a, a broadcast friend that I was as close to and enjoyed working with as I did with Larry. Before every game on the bus, he'd get there. Before everyone else on the bus, give us all knuckles and you know, say good luck, and then after the game, do the same thing, rub after the bus, and give everybody, uh, dab everybody up. But um, you just, it, it makes me smile when I think about him because of how enthusiastic he was, uh, not only about Drake basketball, but about Iowa and Iowa sports. I'm making some phone calls this morning to inform people about Larry's tragic passing. What was both hard, um, but it was also kind of nice in, in, in an odd way. You know, it was tough to have those conversations with people who would have such longer relationships with, with Larry than, than I had. I've only known Larry for about six months or so now. But at the same time, to, to kind of hear them and talk about what, what Larry meant to them was, was really neat and, and allowed me to get another perspective on, on just the type of impact that Larry had on so many people affiliated with Drake Athletics. You know, you wrap your arms around it and you figure out what can we do to help the family? What can we do to help the friends? What can we do to help those that are suffering along with the family? And. Uh, Larry would have wanted us all to be together to, 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 to help uh, you know, quell the pain if we can.